0: Are people inherently evil, or are people inherently good? And how can you tell the difference? The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love, and more time with the ones we love, but our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom, is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast today. it's We're just getting over the holidays and I've had a lot of time to self-reflect and think about this last decade and what what's been beneficial, what's been good. And also what I could bring to podcast listeners and people that like are out there trying to get by in the world. And this last week, I've, I've seen a lot of interesting conversations on some of the Facebook groups I'm on about people getting screwed over in business deals or, or you know, snakes out there to get them. But also people that have been very grateful and good to, to people that have helped them and and, you know, expressing a lot of gratitude. And it made me think back of like, Well, there's so many things, people, media outlets trying to get our attention. Wouldn't it be an important skill to figure out who's out there just to take our money and run versus who's out there to really serve us? I think that's a very important skill to learn nowadays because there's so many voices out there. There's so much noise, but that doesn't mean that it's all bad, right? There are people out there that are really out there to help and do good. That doesn't mean they're not asking for our money, but I think there are, there, there's goods and services out there to help us and, and our ability to, to punch through the noise to get to the core essence of a business or person or, or organization, I think is a very important skill that could save us a lot of heartache. And me personally, I, I know I've over the past decade, that's one of the biggest lo- lessons I've learned is who to like. Who's out there to really help me versus who's out there to really hurt me? How do I find that difference? And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to go over that in in a lot of detail. So this is going to be a two-part series. The first part today is going to talk about the warning signs of individuals that are inherently selfish and only have their best interest in mind that aren't out there to help other people. Okay. And that goes for us looking for other people and also looking for signs within ourselves. And part two, I'm going to go over people that are selfless. How to look for people that are inherently good and want to help. Um, That doesn't mean they don't ask for an exchange of value, but it also means that people, they're not going to try to just screw you over. They're going to be honest and and forthright. And I think this is a very important skill and I hope this brings value to your day-to-day decisions on who you do business with who you form relationships with who you talk with and and you know just just in general and not not just individuals but but companies as well so the, the this journey for me started back in college now i'm one of those people that are people pleasers and believe that people are inherently good my parents raised me like that um my mom and dad to a fault um have a hard time seeing the bad in other people and they're it's they're Looking back, you know, it's it's just, I'm very grateful for that upbringing, but I also understand that it didn't give me some tools I needed to avoid some heartache. Um, uh, But in college, we had this debate. I was in a history class and we were talking about Chinese philosophers. Now, you've probably heard of Confucius, right? Confucius says, um, now he had two students and they they had some distance apart with him in time and, and whatever, but the first student mencius believed that people were inherently good that they would choose the right thing when it was presented in front of them and another of confucius's disciples shunzi believed that people were inherently bad and that they had to be taught the correct way or they would make bad poor choices and there's there's a debate still to this day within that like within confucian philosophy of whether people are good or whether people inherently bad, you know, whether, whether that goodness springs from them or, and the, we have laws and regulations just to make sure that that state that, you know, to help guide that goodness or whether people are bad to help direct towards orderly society. And I remember in college thinking this guy Shunza is crazy. Like everybody's inherently good. You know, we're all like, we're all children of God and he wants us and we all have good desires and going out into the business world with that philosophy, I had a blanket trust of everyone. And i you're probably smiling right now. Um, but I trusted everyone and thought they had the best intentions in mind. And they weren't out there to just take your money and run. <laughs> Turns out, after getting burned multiple times, there are people out there that really could care less about you or your future. Um, They look at you like numbers and they, all they want is production and they want your time and your money and your sacrifice. And it was kind of a shocker to me because I, I really inherently believe people were good and I should believe the words they said. And unfortunately the words certain people said and their actions were vastly different. And, uh, there were some incongruencies to put it lightly, um, in their values and, uh, cause myself and my family and a lot of other people, a lot of hurt. Um, I, we see this in the corporate environment a lot. I'm going to pick on one here. And, uh, again, this, this part one is going over how to avoid people that are inherently selfish. What are the signs? But I'm going to give you a couple examples and we'll dive into it. the 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 classic example of this is enron right if you walked into the the and i've heard a story about this netflix netflix actually uses this as an example um in their in their culture deck is if you walk in when you walked into the front corporate office of enron they had i think their their company values were like integrity um service and like something else it was like i don't even know if those are it but it was basically like be honest, you know, put the customer first, all these like these values, right? But if you actually looked at the company culture and what the actions that were transpiring within that company, it was very selfish, very greedy, um, very trample on people, um, burn a ton of energy just so we can make money. Very, there's a lot of dishonesty and that came crumbling down um, and that started from the top down and uh, it, it hurt a lot of people's lives. And I've noticed that in my own life. And so what I've developed is a a five a, a set of five rules for me to determine if the person I'm dealing with is really there to give value or there to just just to take. And these well, I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce these again. Part one today is about the selfish Part part, part two is finding people who are out there to just give, 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 give. But the the key difference here is when when I grew up, I thought bad people you could just tell because they were bad people, like in movies, right? They had that sinister grin, and they uh, they looked evil because they had the evil insignia, right? They're it's funny because in movies they want to portray this bad guy, and so they portray the bad guy by making them look like a bad guy. But in real life, that's not the case. You can't look at someone and tell that tell who is bad and who is not now in some ways yes I, I imagine if you had like a serial killer and you looked him in the eye there's probably some stuff off in that in that person's head or mind but for most of like our interactions with people you can't tell at first glance who's selfish and who's selfless and it happens at all levels of society some more than others, I would say. I, I, I think that. I'm not. I'm not going to get into that. But, um, I, the the signs. It's important to figure out these signs and recognize them. And I'm going to. So I'm going to give five of them, that I've noticed that if all five of these check out, it's more than likely that this person's very selfish and they're there just for themselves. All right. Now, any one of these doesn't mean they're just a bad, evil person and they're trying to like take advantage of you, right? What I want this to be used as is one, as a time to look at others and the signs that potentially they're out to get us. But two, for you and I to self-reflect because there's times when we're selfish, My, myself included, and I've done things that have been selfishly driven and they weren't be- the best for the individual, and we need to be careful of that as well and change that own behavior, change our own behavior, all right? So here's, here's the five signs that I've used to determine selfishness in myself or others. And again, a combination of all five of these definitely should be throwing warning signs up that you should probably not be dealing with this person or be, tread very cautiously, all right? The first one, is they are always charming. Now this is the one that caught me off guard, right? Because I ended up working with a lot of salespeople, and some salespeople are, most salespeople are very, very charming. And uh, that doesn't mean they're always there for your best good. They always come with a smile. They're positive thinkers. They're problem solvers. They they know how to engage, hold eye contact, shake your hand and have a engaging story. And this is the biggest shocker for me when I learned it because it's it's just so freaky, it's so crazy. Like people that are like and this is again not not necessarily tied to selfish people, but one of the signs of a psychopath is that they're very very charming. And that's this that scared the heck out of me when I learned that. And when I started to recognize that in certain people, I was like, oh my goodness, these people that had taken advantage of me were actually very, very charming. And this is the se- This ties into the second part. They're very, very good. Well, one, it just engaging people because they smile, they look you in the eye, you know, they pat you on the back, but they're they're charming in a very specific way. They talk about themselves a lot. They talk about how good they are. They talk about the value they bring. They talk about how they have the most amazing life. They tell captivating adventure stories of different places they visited or traveled or or situations they were in or or a problem that had to be solved and they were the only person that could solve it. And the, that's like that, that's the, the second part. Like so the first part is charming, the second is they always talk about themselves they're always talking about themselves and now sometimes they might not have the street credit to talk about themselves and so what they also do this is another thing i've noticed they do is they talk about all the amazing people they know and they use third party stories and relationships as a way to verify how cool they are and uh anyway so that's number two number three they're illogically competitive. They have to win at all costs. And I'm sure you know some people like this. I'm sure you might be like this. And so again, this is a time for self-reflect as well. I'm not saying competitiveness is a bad thing, but there are some people that are illogically competitive. They have to win no matter what and at all costs. Like they just, it's the, the winning is everything, right? And so how does that come across? You're playing a simple game and they have to win the game. Like it's like a simple, like you're playing go fish and they get frustrated at not winning a game of go fish, right? Or in a, in a sales or whatever competition, they, they, they do whatever it takes to win. And even in little games, you notice they'll cheat just to win. They get ahead. All right. Um, now th- this is number four. This is a huge sign because again, I want to like stop and remind that any one of these traits by themselves does not mean someone is inherently selfish. Okay. But when you combine them all together, it's a nasty, it's a pretty nasty recipe. So just, just please remember, like if you meet someone that they're, they're really charming, that doesn't necessarily mean they're selfish, but if they're charming, they're charming because they only talk about themselves and they're logically competitive, then you have to start kind of looking for this, this next sign. And this next sign is, is almost always a dead giveaway that they're very selfish people, is they talk about, they talk bad about others a lot. They only see the negative of what others have. All right? And they believe everybody else is out to get them. This, this is a huge sign of people that are inherently selfish, and this is why. they are they themselves view the world as everybody else is out there to get them because they are out there to get everyone else. They're there to take advantage of people. They talk to you like you're a friend, but they talk about the bad, about all these other people, how they're incompetent, how they're not you know, sufficient, how they're, they're dumb, how they're weak. And they talk to you like you're not that type of person, but I can guarantee you if someone's talking bad about others to you, they're talking about bad about you to others. It's almost always the case, right? And so, the the crazy thing is, is if they if they because they especially if they do this all the time. I'm not saying just as someone says talks about bad to someone once in a while is they're they're a selfish person. But if they, if that's their default, if they're constantly complaining about others, then you have to kind of take a step back and think like. Is this person like talk about me that way to others? Probably. Um, And if this is all they talk about is how bad people are, like, and how others are trying to take advantage, that means they're, that's probably their worldview. And that's probably how they will act. And now this, this last one, and this is, this is one of the, again, this, each one of these is like builds on it, builds on the other is they don't have a lot of close friends, And the people that are closest to them talk bad about them. Like they don't have a lot of good to say. And this, this is like, this is like the huge, like kicker. Like if, if you, the closer you get to someone and you get in their circle of like associates and they only have bad things to say, that should be a sign to you that this person's very selfish. The problem with all of this is that these people are always charming. And so there's some incongruency here. They're like, oh, they're so happy. They're so nice and positive and they're engaging. But there's this flip side of they're really, really competitive. They talk about themselves all the time. They're very negative about others. And the people that are closest to them are always complaining about them. They're they're talking about how they don't want to be around that person, but they have to be around that person. Now I'm going to list these off again. And I want to be, I just want to be very careful in this is that any, I'm sure as I read this, there's certain things you're like, Oh shoot, I am illogically competitive. Um, That's something you should probably fix. Um, It's okay to be competitive, just not to the point of like unethically competitive. Right? So I want to like read these over one more time. And these are some warning signs that someone is inherently there for themselves, and not for others. So they're always charming. They talk about themselves a lot, especially like in in a, a one up kind of way. They're illogically or unethically competitive. They cheat to get ahead, right? They talk about bad. Uh, they talk bad about others or negative about others all the time. And they don't ha- the people that are closest to them really don't like them. Um, they don't, they don't have a lot of really, really good friends that the people that are closest to them have the worst to say. The, these are five signs I've, I've used to figure out if someone in the a relation, any relationship, whether that's a business or personal relationship is inherently selfish. And people that are inherently selfish are people that do damage. Um, and that doesn't mean they can't change. That doesn't mean we can't change. I'm sure each one of us have caused damage in relationships we've had. Um, but I, I hope, again, this is kind of a heavy topic, but I hope you can use this as a rule of thumb to who you work with, who you deal with, who you're cautious around. And I, I know that as I've used this now, it's just I breathe like a breath of fresh air like I really felt that in my core. It just makes my life so much easier because I avoid a lot of heartache. I avoid those people that are out there to just not 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 help that just take 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 and do damage and but also talk to those people in a way that's like, hey, these are some warning signs and I, I want you to know that it's not helping you. I need to, to have these, all right. And again, I, I want to make sure I end this on on a good note that there is always a chance for change. Change, and I, I do still believe people are inherently good. Um, that doesn't mean that there's some there's a devil on your shoulder whispering other things. Um, you just got to learn how to listen to that angel inside and get get rid of the devil on your shoulder. And I again, if if you're in your life and you have a relationship don't that you don't know if that person's out there to help or hurt you. Don't be afraid to, to reach out for others and, and just have a, an honest, like confidential conversation conversation. And uh, cause you, you don't want to work with people that are just out there to take, take, take. Um, the, the good news is, is there's a lot of people out there in business and in professional and personal relationships that are out there to give, 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 give. I, I have some amazing friends, colleagues, Co-workers, um, partnerships that there are people that are so so give give give, and that doesn't mean they don't make state mistakes, but they are. So that's that's what we're gonna go over this next part tomorrow, about people that are selfless. So what are some signs of people that are selfless? Um, and it's very it's they're they're very uh, they're the opposite of the signs of selfishness, but they're very similar in a lot of ways. So I want to go over that tomorrow. Hope this helps. Again, I I hate to have the topic be so heavy, but it also is something we have to deal with in everyday life. And I hope that that brings value to you guys. If this is something that you could share with somebody else, please get on there, share it. And, uh, so they, they can, so we can just make this world a better place and, and improve those things with inside of us and, uh, avoid those that would otherwise not be out, have others best interest in their mind. So we'll talk to you later and have a good one.